0: Showtime. Shots, this antagonism, yep. is taunting to the intelligence
1: community. You, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this.
0: What do you think the intelligence community... Yeah, that, uh, that clip might or may not be related to all the stuff that we're going to be talking about because Donald Trump was indicted again this week, and this time at a federal level. So, this story has obviously grabbed all the headlines for obvious reasons. And on the other side of that uh, coin, President Joe Biden may be in some hot water after Senator Grassley reported the FBI has information that might incriminate Hunter and the big guy himself in a bribery scheme. We're going to be talking about all this and more on episode 402 of the In the Tank podcast. right. Welcome to the In The Tank podcast. As always, I'm your host, Donald Kendall. And joining me today, I've got Jim Lakeley, VP of the Heartland Institute, back after having a week off. He had family in town. How's it going, Jim Lakeley?
1: It's going great. I am rested, refreshed, and ready. And um, I still love our new intro uh, to the show. Although it does expose to the audience that I basically only have like three shirts. And uh, (laughs) so I'm wearing one of the shirts that was in our little intro montage. So uh, yeah, it's one of my favorites. I love this one.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got like four show shirts that I ever watch, so if uh, you're ever watching a montage of my best clips or whatever, chances are it'll be the same shirt every time, so I feel ya. Also joining us, we have Chris Talgo, Editorial Director here at the Heartland
2: Institute. How are you doing today, good sir? Doing good, and just want to wish all the fathers out there a happy early Father's Day. Donnie, your dad, happy Father's Day. Oh, I think you could, sir.
0: Yeah, we don't get the uh, constant reminders and commercials nonstop talking about Mother's Day. You know, fathers don't get that. Uh, you know, it's one of these things that the... You know, we got to bring it up at the next patriarchy meeting. I think we really dropped the ball on this one when it comes to Father's Day being totally outshined by Mother's Day. So
2: I saw like 10,000 commercials for like the month ahead of Mother's Day, and I've yeah. seen one commercial, and I think it's from like Home Depot or Lowe's for Father's Day. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something's amiss here. Yeah, make sure
0: to bring that up at the next patriarchy meeting. Those happen bi monthly. So uh, also joining us, we have Justin Haskins, director of the Socialism Research Center here at the Heartland Institute. What's going on, Justin? Oh, sorry. Dead air because Justin's not here. Oh, that's so standard. That's two weeks in a row from that guy. He's, uh, you know, too much of a big time to show up to our show on time, but he promises he'll be here. So we'll see how long. We're already Three minutes into the show, um, my over under. I'll put it at six minutes. so I don't know. we'll we'll see what happens. I'll
1: take the over but <laughs> well, uh, he he never gives himself a margin for error. I mean, he does people, people don't know, but in the background, you know we we go live at noon central time. and it, his typical arrival time in the studio is like eleven fifty eight and thirty seconds. That's so, true. you know' that is that's very how, true. that's how he rolls,
0: yes, exactly.
1: Uh, before we get into it, though,
0: I put out that message all the time every week for our audio only listeners that uh, are probably catching the show on a Friday or later. You can join us a day earlier on Thursdays at noon central time where we are live streaming this on Facebook and YouTube and rumble and twitter and you can join the conversation throw your comments and questions in the chat maybe we'll show your comments on the screen maybe we'll address your questions on the fly and you could also help us out if you're an audio only listener by leaving us a review on itunes would be greatly appreciated and for those that are tuning in hitting that subscribe button sharing this content hitting the like button or just leaving a comment under the video all help break through those big tech algorithms and prevent content like this from being shown to more people we also have that super chat functionality uh enabled so if you want to guarantee that your comment is read or your question is addressed you can use that certain limitations apply so like i said jim is back uh i basically gave jim first pick as to what topics that we should discuss considering that he wasn't here last uh last week and i was like jim surely you know we should talk about the trump thing right you know thinking that he'd already have a gym rant in the chamber and he responded with oh that's fine but i'd rather talk about the biden scandal <laughs> so uh so this is this is how we landed on this topic uh this this main topic of kind of talking about both of them and kind of comparing them and the different uh you know factors that are in play with this treatment by the media you know ever, everything in between so jim how was your week off uh, you got some gym rants in store for us today
1: Um, you know, I, I was really busy this week, you know, whenever you're off, I'm sure our listeners can relate that you know, whenever you take some time off of work, um, you spend so much time playing catch up, you know, I have like 2000 unread emails, you know, it's even when I'm on vacation, it's very rare for me to not be checking my emails almost every day, just to keep on top of it. And so I've been kind of busy and exhausted all week, just trying to play catch up here. And I even told, uh, Donnie, you know, I, I usually kind of prepare, A couple uh, I I take notes right before the show, and I usually have a couple things put in all caps in my notes to kind of trigger me to go on a gym rant. And I've been so busy that I'm just going to have to, you know, uh, you know, just wing it. You know, so if, if you see if you hear and see if you're watching on YouTube, a gym rant, this is going to be completely organic. I'm going to probably I have to get myself riled up as the show goes along instead of getting pre riled, which is what I usually do in uh, in in chat messages with the rest of the guys on the show. So, uh, you know, buckle up. It's probably going to be pretty good because, yeah, I wanted to talk about the Biden thing, because if we don't talk about it, you don't see it on CNN. Chris, you're our resident CNN and MSNBC watcher. Has anybody at all mentioned this, um, you
2: know, this this exposure? No. Newsbusters did a recent uh, um, a poll or whatever you want to call it about uh, news coverage of the Trump versus uh, Biden scandal. And guess what? For CNN and MSNBC and the other mainstream uh, media channels, they have been talking about the Trump scandal. Ninety five (laughs) percent. Of course they are.
1: (laughs) Of course they are. So, yeah, if we don't talk about it, um, you know, or shows like this, I'm sure a lot of our viewers actually watch a lot of other channels on YouTube that will talk about this stuff. But, you know, that's one of the things we try to do on the show. That's why we talk about topics like energy and climate the way we do, because if you don't hear it here, you're not going to hear it at all. So, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about um, probably the biggest scandal in presidential history. Surrounding Joe Biden. So stay tuned. We're going to get into that pretty heavy, I think.
0: Yeah. Usually on the show, I have plenty to say about topics that we're going to discuss. Uh, I usually pick topics based on a couple of factors newsworthiness, what I think is important or interesting to cover, and policy angles. Those are kind of like the three metrics that I have in place. And with this main topic, while it is newsworthy and I do find it interesting, it is pretty squarely outside of my wheelhouse. Uh, So it comes to stuff that i like pay attention to on like a daily basis so luckily for me i'm surrounded by a couple of guys and one that's supposedly going to be showing up that are paying attention to this and are keeping tabs on this so i'm probably going to be relying on you all uh, a little bit more than usual to kind of uh fill in the gaps for me because i've kind of as a passing knowledge of these stories just based on some of this prep that i did beforehand but um so let's start off by talking about the Trump scandal, I think that's that's a good place to start because that's the one that the media is talking about, as you said. So um, I doubt you'll be able to go online or turn on the news or even pick up a newspaper without, for a while, without seeing some update to the Trump scandal that's been ongoing. Like I mentioned, Trump was once again indicted this time at a federal level. The indictment relates to classified documents possessed by Donald Trump that were not declassified if found guilty on all these charges Trump could face a maximum penalty of $9 million fine. Oh yeah and 400 years in jail.
1: (laughs) 400 years in jail.
0: 400 years in jail and luckily for Trump even if he does serve that full sentence he'll still be younger than Joe Biden when he (laughs) gets out.
1: That's true. You know, 400 years in prison seems reasonable to me. You know, that that seems proportional. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So uh, Chris, I'm sure that you're probably the most knowledgeable about uh, what's going on with this case. Can you fill in some of the details that I very crudely skimmed over in my
2: introduction of this topic? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to fill in here. So I'm going to Kind of start from the twenty thousand foot level and just you know work my way down so first of all um in recent modern u.s history every single president when they've left office they have taken documents with them that the national archives claims belong to them there's always been a negotiation period sometimes it's a couple of years where they go back and forth and then they finally come to terms and say okay you can keep these things and these things have to be uh, taken back to the national archives um, right after donald trump <clears throat> left the white house he took, you know, his documents with him. He was going to prepare uh, for a couple of books that he wanted to write. And one of them uh, included letters from foreign leaders. So he took, you know, his belongings with him and the National Archives, which is really like like a library. They uh, went uh, to the FBI and said, you need to go and um, you know, investigate uh, Donald Trump because he has documents that we say he can't have, and they have to be back to the National Archives. And Donald Trump and the uh, FBI came to an agreement uh, that they would you know, uh, go through those documents and that some would be returned, some wouldn't, blah, 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 blah. Um, what happened was the Justice Department uh, went in and said, no, that's not good enough. We are going to go in there. We're going to raid Mar-a-Lago, and we're going to really you know, make Donald Trump um, pay you know the price for this when no other president in uh, U.S. history this has happened to. So that's like one one part of this. The other part is that Jack Smith is a political hack. He has been used by the Justice Department to go after Republicans from uh, Bob McDonald, the governor. Uh, from Virginia many, many years ago, who was actually let off by the Supreme Court. So Jack Smith has a track record of being the last attack dog when it comes to taking out political figures. Back in the day, Bob McDonald was thought to be a presidential candidate in the future. That's why they went after him. So what happened was uh, Jack Smith uh, was named the special counsel. Obviously, Joe Biden had to approve of that. Obviously, the attorney general knew about this, too. Uh, what they did was they used uh, the 1917 Espionage Act, which was signed you know, during World War One under Woodrow Wilson. And that was meant to prevent U.S. citizens in particular from giving secrets to our enemies, especially during times of warfare. Uh, after World War One, the Espionage Act has been used, you know, primarily in during the Cold War for the Rosenbergs who were executed for giving secrets to the Soviet Union about the uh, nuclear bomb, blah, 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 blah. The Espionage Act has never, ever, ever even been thought about being used against a president for uh, keeping some uh, personal documents uh, in, you know, in his home or, you know, in his uh, personal collection after he left the presidency, however, the uh, Justice Department under, you know, Jack Smith uh, decided to use the Espionage Act as a way to uh, indict Donald Trump. And they said that he had classified documents and we keep hearing nuclear secrets and uh, Iranian attack plans and all this stuff. But here's, here's why this matters a lot. The Espionage Act is only supposed to be induced when the person who is supposedly perpetuating the espionage is doing it with willful intent to harm the United States. Mm. Donald Trump has exhibited zero willful intent to harm the United States by keeping some of these documents, which as far as we know, is a letter from Kim Jong-un and just like just, you know, some things that, you know, Donald Trump thinks belong to him. Um, So really, this is obviously a blatant political attack. And uh, it's never been happened, you know. Before we've never had a president indicted, you know, after he left the Oval Office. So I think that this is really, if you just really want to boil it down to its most simple narrative, this is the sitting president who has sought the Justice Department on his primary political opponent because Donald Trump is leading the GOP field in the candidacy for the 2024 nomination. Therefore, trying to you know kneecap his potential uh, opponent in the 2024 election. That's really what this is about. So Jim, uh, I mean, feel free to elaborate on any
0: of those points. And, you know, I I wish Justin was here because, I, I, I had, I did speak to him prior to this and he had some, um, things to say that if he's not here by the time that you're finished with your statement i'll try to relay them for him but uh, that might kind of run counter to some of the stuff that chris has already said but go ahead jim
1: that's okay yeah be prepared i i could go on for 20 minutes so the longer i go on the greater chance justin could get in here no i won't go on that long uh yeah you mentioned so jack smith the special prosecutor for this as chris mentioned uh he's a political hack um the supreme court chris you can correct me if i'm I'm wrong. I believe the U.S. Supreme Court overturned uh, his conviction of Bob McDonnell uh, unanimously. Yep. Uh, Yeah, that's... So this guy, even if he wasn't a political hack, his ability to get a conviction <laughs> is so absurd that even the Supreme Court, you know how rare it is for the Supreme Court to actually overturn uh, something like a criminal conviction? Hmm. It doesn't ever happen. Hmm. They don't weigh in on stuff like that. They, they, they trust the, the court system to, to take care of it. And, you know, they don't really adjudicate that sort of stuff, but they had to, in this case, that's how corrupt our federal, um, uh, court system seems to be these days. But this is, this is third world, Banana Republic stuff. We we keep saying that about what's going on in this Biden government, but that's exactly what what this is. You know, it, it is places like Venezuela or Argentina or Uruguay that that has the the regime in power prosecute their political opponents. It's other countries that want to put their political opponents in jail. Whether you like it or not, Donald Trump is the leading candidate to be the Republican nominee for president of the United States, uh, and. On charges, look, this is the best day that Jack Smith, Sp- or yesterday, this week, is the best week Jack Smith's ever going to have. As, as they say, the indictment phase is is when the prosecution gets to put out their version of the facts, their, ver- their story that their target is guilty, guilty, guilty. There's no question that this person is guilty. That's what they get to say. But let's see how all this uh, plays out, you know, because if there's anything we have learned during, um, when in regards to Trump and supposed wrongdoing is that almost every time it turns out to be a bunch of BS and it's not what it was sold to be uh, by our media, that it is a big nothing burger. Um, You could, you know, from the Russia collusion hoax that our media perpetuated for what, four, five years, it was always absurd and it's, uh, it's absurd. It's, it's, it's proven to be absurd. This could also turn out the same way. Look, if Trump did something wrong, um, let's get down to the bottom of it. But the idea of threatening him, look, the Biden regime and their sycophants in the media and the left in this country want Donald Trump to die in jail. They think that is the proper punishment, not for this stuff. They want Trump to die in jail because he won the, the election in 2016 and beat Hillary. They want him to die in jail because they have... Trump derangement syndrome—that they invent crimes that he supposedly committed, so that he will spend his time in jail. Our politics is completely broken. No matter what you may say, you know I'm old enough. I remember the 1990s. I was in my 20s, and I remember the impeachment of uh, of of uh, Bill Clinton for not having sex in the White House with an intern. Oh, the whether it's sex or not, you know, all that kind of stuff started happening in the 90s. He he was impeached for lying under oath. It was an actual felony. Um, He wasn't arrested. Um, he was impeached and not convicted. He got to keep his law license eventually. All this stuff. Uh, you know, nobody on the right wanted to see uh, Bill Clinton put in jail. They wanted him removed from office for for malfeasance. Um, but they've already tried that. They have impeached Trump twice on B.S. and that wasn't good enough. So now they want him to rot in jail. It's 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 sick. And I know there's a meme going around of Hillary Clinton. I don't know if it's real or not, where she's wearing a hat and it says, "Butter emails, Mm -hmm. but yeah, Hillary's emails. She had what something, 33,000 classified documents, emails on her server. We only learned that she had conducted all state department business on a private server and not on the government servers at the end of her term, actually after she was already out of office. I believe it's been a while since I had to look all this up, but I believe that's true. Mm -hmm. The intent of all of that was to make sure that nobody could ever see what she had been doing as secretary of state. She destroyed that evidence when it was under subpoena, when there was a criminal investigation going on. She destroyed it all. She had her aides and then she had it bleach bit so that it couldn't be uh, forensically examined. She had her aides literally destroy blackberries with hammers. Nothing happened to her. James Comey comes out and just talks about how no reasonable prosecutor would ever take up this case. Yet supposedly Jack Smith, a reasonable prosecutor, has taken up this case with the potential of putting uh, Donald Trump's corpse in jail for three hundred and eighty years. Let's just (laughs) let's just be generous and say that Donald Trump will survive another 20 years. They want to make sure his corpse is imprisoned until uh, the 25th century, for crying out loud. Maybe they'll cryogenically freeze him and he could wake up and be president in twenty five, thirty eight or something like that. But look, um, you know, so Hillary got off scot-free. James Comey got off scot-free. James Clapper—it's uh, th- a felony to lie under oath to Congress. He got off scot-free. There was an attorney in the or attorney in the FBI who lied to the secret foreign intelligence services or foreign intelligence court, lied on documents to frame innocent people who were surrounded Trump and have them spied on illegally. All those are felonies. Nothing happened to him. He lost his law license for like six months and now he's back. He's probably a CNN contributor by now. Certainly Comey and Clapper are all of these FBI agents who didn't just conduct misconduct but committed felonies. Not a single person was held criminally accountable for any of that stuff. Nobody goes to jail if you're a Democrat and you work for the regime regime. If you oppose the regime as either a private citizen or as a politician, you are subject to go to jail. That is not America. That is not the way our justice system is supposed to work. This whole thing is broken. So whether or not Donald Trump is guilty or not, this whole thing should be thrown out just for the sake of saving some semblance of integrity in our federal justice system.
0: Uh, let me just quickly point out that this picture that uh, that uh, Andy has pulled up with Hillary Clinton wearing a hat that says, but her emails, if that's the one you're talking about, that is, is clearly Photoshopped, because that is Hillary Clinton like 40 years ago. Right. but <laughs> <Hillary> yeah.
1: <laughs> But the sentiment No doubt,
0: no doubt, no doubt. Uh, I just, you know,
2: anyone thinking that that's what she looks like today needs to be Fake news. But, you, know, you know, one other, one, other, one, other, one other very important uh, matter that should be mentioned, too, is that Donald Trump was president of the United States. He has the ability to declassify these documents. Hillary Clinton was never president of the United States sure. and never will be president of the United States. Therefore, she never had the ability to declassify those documents.
0: Yeah, and if you're going down this like, uh, but what about, you know, a uh, uh, street here, you also have to bring up Joe Biden because however many months ago, six months ago, something like that, when uh, Joe Biden, they started finding all these documents like in his garage and all of that stuff. Oh. And, and just like what Chris said, Joe Biden wasn't president then when he got those documents. So like I thought when that story started breaking and you were hearing these updates, oh, another batch of documents were found this time in uh, in his garage or whatever. I was like, well, that's the last time you're going to hear about this Trump story, <laughs> because if they've got Joe
2: Biden on the same stuff, how are they going well, to pursue to make to make matters even worse? Let's remember that Joe Biden took uh, documents when he was a senator and when he was vice president and had them hidden in his garage, in his office uh, near Chinatown, at the Ben Biden Center and in his uh, both of his uh, vacation homes. Uh, Hunter had access to those records. Some of those records were about uh, China. And uh, also they were there for years and years and years. Donald Trump, this is all happening in like record time, you know. Oh, sure. So it's not as if they were just sitting out at the pool at Mar-a-Lago where, you know, a tourist could come by and just pick it up and be like, oh, look, this is our nuclear secrets. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, let me. So let me just play a little bit of the devil's advocate
0: stuff. Uh, So this is, again, me relaying this on behalf of Justin. So, Justin, if you watch this in the future, forgive me if I mangle some of this stuff. But uh, he basically told me this was yesterday. Me and him were talking. He's like, yeah, you know, I was looking into some of this stuff and uh, I feel like they've got Trump dead to rights. He's like, you know, it's looking at it. And he's like, by the letter of the law, it's like, you know, like he didn't declassify the stuff he had the ability to, but he didn't do it. And he had the stuff. And then what makes it different than uh, the Biden stuff and the Hillary Clinton stuff is apparently that there are some recordings of Donald Trump talking with a biographer, like someone that's going to write us some biography on Donald Trump. Um, where he was basically saying like, yeah, I have these documents and I probably shouldn't have them or I, I shouldn't have them. But they they exonerate me on A, B and C. And one of the examples was supposedly like a, a document where some aid for national defense or something like that um, went to Donald Trump and was basically arguing like we should go to war with Iran. And Donald Trump said no and like killed that idea or something. Mm-hmm. And and he was keeping that document, even though it was classified, keeping that document for proof in the future that he wasn't some like warmonger and that he was actually trying to shut down wars and all of that, which, you know, like I'll applaud that. That's fantastic. But Justin is making the case that because of all of this, um, they have him dead to rights. Now, so let's just... I'll allow Justin to hang there as the uh, as the devil's advocate for a minute. But how would either of you, maybe Chris, you want to respond to that?
2: Yeah, I've heard a lot of legal scholars, Jonathan Turley in particular, uh, say that that is just not true. Uh, there's many reasons why. First of all, I think that I forgot to mention this. This is all a civil matter. This is not a criminal matter. So the fact that they are, because the Presidential Records Act is a civil matter. So this shouldn't even be a criminal matter. Uh, Matter in the first place. But even, you know, so what, you know, what, what they are alluding to is that he took these, um, these documents, and he, you know, had them. But once again, the entire, okay, they're, they're charging him with the Espionage Act in order to do in order to, uh, you know, to do the Espionage Act, he had to have gone and tried to harm the United States. That is the the letter of the law. Just having that document for his own preservation, just because he wants to, you know, remember it, that Mm -hmm. is not committing the Espionage Act. So once again, they've twisted themselves into pretzels trying to, you know, make this a criminal prosecution when there was no crime in the first place. It is not illegal for Donald Trump to have documents that are classified in his possession after he left the presidency. And one other thing, and I think this is a very important matter. The United States government uh, overclassifies beyond any belief. There are so many classified documents. There are billions of them. Anything can be considered a classified document. And it's pretty pathetic that out of the thousands and thousands, probably tens of thousands, maybe hundred thousand documents that he had, they only were able to, to find 31 that they could charge him with. Mm-hmm. So that goes to show that they were really, really, you know, stretching to try to say, oh, this, this document means that you are, you know, uh, committing es- espionage. Donald Trump having that document in his possession does not in and of itself commit espionage. Had Donald Trump gone to the Iranians or gone to a uh, adversary of the United States and tried to peddle that for his own, you know, uh, for, for his own, you know, uh, whatever, then it would be considered a criminal act. Now that never happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So to me, like the, the biggest thing here is like Donald Trump had full ability to declassify all of these things, even these 31 documents that you mentioned that he could be, you know, potentially charged with or whatever. Like if just on his way out the door, he just like signed the piece of paper, like I'm declassifying all these and brings it and puts it in the trunk of his car and drives away. Like then none of this would be an issue. And if that's the case, then what are we even talking about here? Like, is this really just like a semantics issue? It (laughs) it is.
2: It is. Because there's actually uh, questions as to what it takes to declassify a document from the president of the United States. Uh, there are people that say he can actually just think it. And once he thinks it, it's- Oh, it's, well, boom, there you go. <laughs> it's classified. Because because there is no actual like written process where the president, because right. the president of the United States is the president of the United States. Yeah, and, and, he, and, and that's He's another... not subordinate to a bureaucrat in the National Archives. And, and that's and, and, another and...
0: difference between like the Hillary Clinton thing where like she doesn't have the ability to do that. You know, she run, like Jim said, she ran all of her state, secretary of state business through the secret server in her bathroom or whatever. So it's like, she didn't have the ability to do this. So it wasn't a semantics issue. So, uh, you know, if you want to go by like letter of the law type of stuff, and he was saying that he breached the law. All right, great. Let's charge him. We'll give him a slap on the wrist. What do you think, Jim?
1: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the, there's the argument that the Presidential Records Act. Let's let's just let's just say it's actually a criminal act. But the but the idea that these these laws about classified documents apply to everybody but the president. The president is the only person who has the ability to to declassify as an individual, and that every um, um I heard this uh, Robert Barnes has a great podcast him and Viva Fry on on YouTube. Definitely check that channel out. Um, he was talking the other day about how, you know, none of this stuff applies to the president of the United States. The, all the documents are under his control when he's president. You know, so this is a bit of a semantic thing. And so maybe, you know, there is some violation of the law here, but it is so uh, minuscule compared to to other stuff. Look, I knew I'm glad you raised uh, Justin's points because I knew he would say something like that. Um, and he and I would get into an argument. I'm not going to yell at you, Donnie, like I might get <laughs> I might get luminous uh, to Justin. But, uh, yeah, I hear that. And I hear the idea. Look, we have to be better than this. You know, by the letter of the law, you know, technically he did commit felonies and I guess we should have a trial and do all this stuff. I don't care about that anymore. I used to care about that. Those arguments do not carry any water with me anymore. We don't live in that world anymore. We, we live in a world where our side, where people who believe in justice and the rule of law and the Constitution are supposed to follow every rule, while the other side smashes us in the face by weaponizing our, our FBI, by, by corrupting our justice system and punishing their political enemies. We don't live in the world anymore where um, adherence to the law and and playing by the rules works. All it does is get the people who believe in maintaining that society crushed and jailed. That's what happens. Look, this is like like when January 6th was happening, right, at the Capitol. And we were actually podcasting, I believe, when that was going on. And I said, you know, guys... I have a hard, you know, it's bad, but I have a really hard time getting emotionally uh, tied up about all this and and upset about what's happening at the Capitol after the summer of love where cities burned to the ground and people died and nobody ever got arrested, where there was no accountability for anybody. Uh, so I, this is kind of my mental, my mentality is very much the same in this regard. I have a really hard time getting getting upset about Trump, you know, allegedly violating um. You know the letter of the law of the Presidential Records Act. When when everybody on the other side and Joe Biden, I didn't bring it up in my original rant, Chris, and you did. You know Joe Biden has classified documents sitting in a box next to his Corvette in his unlocked garage, and oh, yawn. Oh, where, his had, where his crack son had where his crack.
2: Craig son Hunter. It stayed for years at a time.
1: Right. And that's so that's that's not actually the Biden scandal we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about something extremely serious, um, you know, very, very soon here. But yeah, yeah. let's let's jump but to we, that. We could jump into that. But it's like, you know, I, I just we'll see how this all plays out. The history of all these things, all these accusations against Trump is that it's all fluff and hype and B.S., and then we'll we'll actually see how this works out because you know you will you will go broke betting that the left has the goods on Donald Trump because they've never had it.
2: Donnie, Donnie <laughs> can I just wrap it up with one one other thing? Oh, uh, we're, this, I want to keep this all in yeah, context for no, no, the next I, thing, but go ahead. This this relates to the Alvin Bragg case. where the Alvin Bragg case, you know, he took a law and then he interpreted it so wildly just so he could prosecute Donald Trump. They're doing the same thing here because if they if they were to consistently apply what they're doing to Donald Trump, then they would have also been doing this to Joe Biden, to Mike Pence, to Barack Obama, to George W. Bush, to Bill Clinton, who had secret tape recordings in his sock tour. So it's the it, it's the double standard. It's that blatant double standard. It's and it's the Justice Department saying we're going to go after this guy for, for for you know, because because we want to take him out of the presidential uh, campaign field for 2024 because we view him as a threat. That's what this is about, and that's all it's about. Right.
1: I, I, w- I wish we lived in a in a country where holding Donald Trump um, criminally accountable for these these crimes would actually make a difference, and would actually make a statement about what our justice system in this country is about. Prosecuting him and putting him in jail for four hundred years actually makes the opposite point about our justice system in this country, and that it's utterly and completely politicized and corrupt. That's why I don't support any of this. To right, be honest. right.
0: So, happening simultaneously is a story about, uh, you know, potential major corruption involving the currently sitting president of the United States and his son and a foreign corporation. We were talking uh, you know, about bribery, extortion, cover-ups, really salacious stuff, yet nobody's talking about it. And I'm talking, of course, about the recent revelations by Senator Grassley saying that there are tapes potentially revealing a bribery scheme involving President Joe Biden and his son Hunter or as Chris so lovingly put it, his crackhead son. (laughs) So that seems like page one stuff. But uh, when I was looking for links for this week's show, I only found articles from right-of-center news centers like Fox or uh, Washington Times or Newsweek. I literally at one point, and maybe this is still true, but this was yesterday, I was looking up links. I literally typed Grassley, Biden, and CNN into the search bar Hit enter and nothing came up. <laughs> not one thing was being mentioned by CNN about this. Do we have?
2: Oh, no. See, that's May 4th. That's old. That's not it. Well, hey, Donnie, can I, can I just go back a teeny bit in time? Uh, we should also remember that the indictment was announced on the same day that James uh, uh, Comer and his committee actually released that document that the FBI had been withholding for years showing that there was a money trail from Ukraine to the Bidens and to Joe Biden. So is it coincidence? I think not. And now the fact that CNN and all these other channels, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, are just completely blacking out shows that they are carrying water for the Biden administration. And it's even worse because and I know that we already covered this when it came to the to the Trump case. They refuse to even show Donald Trump's speech after the arraignment because they said we don't want to we don't want to uh have you know misinformation air. Oh, right. So really what they're saying is we're only going to give you the Justice Department side of the story. We won't give you any sort of other, you know, uh side of the story because we're afraid that you might change your mind, which goes to show, I think, how how like fragile their position is. Because I think the vast majority of Americans, and I guarantee you, every single person who's watching this podcast. Completely sees through this for what it is.
0: Yeah, well, so and you can you can fill in the gaps or correct any kind of errors I make because uh, I'm just kind of going off the top of my head here with this story. But basically, you know that there was there was this information apparently that the FBI was sitting on uh, in regards to. Joe Biden and this bribery scheme and, and his son, Hunter Biden, and all of that. And I know sitting
2: on withholding, ref- refusing. Well, ref- no, I'll get fusing. to that.
0: I'll get okay. to that okay. because because nobody even knew that, like, this
2: existed for the most just part. just like no. they did with the laptop, just like they did with Biden's Hunter Biden's laptop. No
1: leaks, no leaks about this. This yeah. is a huge story. No leaks. Are you kidding me? Yeah,
0: until a whistleblower comes out from the FBI and, and says, like, there's these tapes that exist, you know, with Joe Biden and this bribery scheme and all of that. So because of a whistleblower that came out, um, there was kind of a a, um, a stink was raised by some people in Congress that were saying, like, oh, if this exists, we want to see it. So the FBI was like, uh, no, we're not going to let you see it. And they're like, What? we're like representatives of the United States. We should be able to see this stuff if it has to do with the president, the sitting president. And the FBI is like, all right, all right. A few of you can see it.
2: You can't have it, but you can come uh, in this wait, dark wait, wait, room no, and it check gets it out. Worse. It gets worse. They had to um, threaten the director of the FBI, Christopher Wray, with content of Congress. Well, that's only, right. only then, when he literally was facing prison time, did he say, oh, damn, you got me final. And he heavily redacted it. So it just goes to show yeah, like,
0: so, 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 okay. Grassley and a couple of others, you get to come in this dark room and watch this. And we're only going to play it once type of thing. And then you guys got to get out. Right. So then Grassley watches all of this and comes out and is like, uh, there's some pretty terrible stuff in here. I think we should open up a larger investigation. And and Grassley's not one of these like people that are just written off. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Jim, because I'm not a politic guy, but he's not one of these like written off as some crazy MAGA extremist or anything like that. Like he's a fairly establishment guy, right? So Who he's Grassley? coming out here yeah. raising all of these yeah. flags or whatever. CNN doesn't care to even even print one story about it. Like that <laughs> just seems that is so uh, maddening, a little
1: bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ch- Chuck Grassley has a reputation of being a, um, a you know he's like the whistleblower's best friend. In the Senate, on the Republican side, I mean, when I was at the Washington Times, gosh, almost 20 years ago now, I worked on stories in which Grassley's office was involved in, uh, you know, in exposing what whistleblowers have to say about some, you know, uh, you know, different agencies in the in the federal government. So, like Chuck Grass, it's, this is not like going to, um, you know, some radical uh wide eyed you know this this isn't this isn't that this is chuck grassley's a serious man who deals with serious issues and if he was not convinced that this is a big deal he wouldn't say anything about it and he's obviously saying a lot about it now because it is a huge deal i mean uh, look um if you've ever wondered i've i've always wondered everybody always wondered how the hell did joe biden get so damn rich after a lifetime of public service mm-hmm. you know he's got houses he's got a house on the beach in uh, Delaware. He's got a house over here. Um, You know, he's, he's traveling all over. He's, he's living a nice, great life lifestyle. I think now we know how he got rich and how a lot of politicians get rich. They lean on their uh, influence that they were given temporarily by the voters and they use it in corrupt ways to enrich themselves. That's what's being alleged uh, right here against Joe Biden and, and his son Hunter Biden, that they were each given $5 million um, by a uh, oligarch uh, for Burisma, the energy company in Ukraine. And the purpose of that was to make sure that the, that the company they basically was, it was buying protection for his, his for his company. And uh, obviously as, as everybody knows, I mean, I should have grabbed this, we should have grabbed this clip today, but, and you don't need to find it, Andy, it's fine. But everybody kind of remembers Joe Biden. Cause he's a moron. He's a <laughs> braggadocio idiot. He says on tape, that, you know, hey, I had that prosecutor that was looking into my son's company fired, and I said, you're not going to get that billion dollars until you fire that guy. And I got about six hours left, and if he's not fired by the time I get on the plane, you're not getting any money. He bragged about using public funds to to, to establish an outcome that benefited him, obviously now, and his son, company Barisma. And again, nothing happens. CNN doesn't do an entire expose on that. Donald Trump got impeached. Actually, this is another great thing to remember. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump's second impeachment, or was it the first impeachment? I lost track, Chris. I can't remember. The first. I think it was the first impeachment. First. He got impeached for getting on the phone with Zelensky and saying, "Hey, I heard about this corruption stuff with the Biden family. Be cool if you check that out." Yeah. that was an impeachable offense to the Democrats. And why was it impeachable? Because they were going after the the, the you know the ruling class, going after Joe Biden, going after a Democrat. And that, that's what, the the ironies on these things are just are just through the roof. Uh but but look, you know, five million dollars and actually the the guy, what's his name? Uh Zolchevsky, I think or yeah, Zlof Zlochevsky. I don't know, I can't really handle all of these Ukrainian names. But anyway, the oligarch, right? Um you know, he, he basically said this was protection money, uh, this this was a bribe, you know, and he and again, he has recordings, 15 recordings of him talking with Hunter Biden about how they're going to pay this bribe and two recordings with Joe Biden, the sitting president of the United States, about how he's going to make sure that the payment gets to the Biden family. Now, the FBI has been sitting on this for a very long time. Again, we would not know any of this if it wasn't for a whistleblower in the FBI coming to Chuck Grassley, the best friend of whistleblowers in the United States. Uh, We wouldn't know about any of this stuff. And as one of the commenters, John Z, had mentioned in the comments as, as, as you were going through it, Donnie. Um, this, this document that was redacted all over the place is not a classified document. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to sit in a dark. There was no reason for them to sit in a dark room, a, a secure location to read this. It wasn't a classified document at all. It should not be redacted almost at all. And it should be released publicly. It should be put on the, it should be put on the internet. You shouldn't have to just only submit it to, to uh, congressional investigators. So this whole thing is, is a big coverup. So it's obviously also- very safe.
0: Also, the reason why they had these seventeen recordings—I don't know if this came from the whistleblower or something—was was was basically for like potential extortion reasons. It was like if this if this guy finds himself in a tight spot, that's right. He's got these seventeen recordings over here, so it's just like just like magnitudes worse than like the Trump situation that Chris said, but we're paying ninety nine percent of our attention to, and the other one percent of attention that we're paying to is not this. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, but he, he
1: saved the tapes. He called it an insurance policy. And I if I was that guy, I would actually publicly yeah, I might publicly expose myself or when he if he is ever eventually publicly exposed, he should come out publicly and say, just for the record, I will not be killing myself in prison you know, <laughs> I have no right. suicidal tendencies. Exactly, right. Yeah, and and Jim, you kind of
0: mentioned this, but yeah, the mind-blowing aspect of this is that Donald Trump was impeached for the issue that relates directly to this, the Ukraine quid pro quo, or whatever they're calling it, all based on Trump trying to get Ukraine to investigate some of the corruption involving Joe Biden. And wouldn't it just be so ironic if Trump was right from the beginning when it comes to all of this stuff? Well, ironic isn't probably the best word for it instead i'll say i don't know revealing a swamp so deep light completely ceases to penetrate its depths like that's that's the level of absurdity that we're at right now it it really is banana republic stuff as you mentioned earlier when uh you know you've got the sitting president trying to throw his political opponent in jail over a borderline semantics issue, all while the intelligence community is seemingly hiding evidence that could incriminate the sitting president, evidence that would also vindicate said political opponent, all while the media establishment turns a blind eye. It would be it would all be just so crazy if I wasn't just already completely jaded by the political system already. Now I read through all of this stuff and say, Oh, it's Thursday.
1: So, (laughs) well, I mean, you can't be more jaded than me. If you get more jaded than me, Donnie, then we're, you know, there's no hope for any, for anybody in humanity. So don't go, don't go full gym on this one. Well, the thing
0: is I'm so jaded that I can't even like muster up the strength to rant and rave about it. Like you do to me. It's just like, I laugh about it because I don't know what else to do. So,
1: you know, but what one of the things to keep in mind here is that Joe Biden was Vice President of the United States when this bribery scheme was allegedly happening. So he was using his position as Vice President to enrich himself while, he was vice president. A lot of politicians are smart enough to wait until they get out of office to actually accept. Right, right. He did it while vice, allegedly, allegedly, he did it while he was vice president. But it's obviously safe to assume that the FBI has been sitting on this and has been slow walking this investigation if they've investigated it at all. This is, again, the same FBI that pursued every bullshit allegation against Donald Trump and his family with with like with like a thousand agents swarming upon anything that they could find. This is the same FBI that lied on you know on on sworn documents to courts to spy on people. Um, but they've, they've done nothing apparently about this. And that's one of the things that the senators are trying to get in uh, get to the bottom of. It's like are you guys? This is this looks pretty serious, and this is really solid evidence. Have you done anything? Yeah, I don't think we've done anything. There's no way they've done okay, anything, and they, so, and they intended to sit on it forever. So there um, he is. So, so Justin's here about. Thirty-nine
0: minutes after the over/under that I set of <laughs> six minutes, so glad I took
2: the over on that.
0: Justin, Justin, there is no way that I am opening you up into this conversation, or else we'll have zero time to get to my secondary topic. But uh, if there's any, if there's any, like, if you can limit it to four minutes of just any comments in regards to the the amount of attention that's being because this is the this is the avenue that we've gone down the amount of attention that's being paid to this this trump scandal versus the amount of attention that's being paid to this biden scandal let me have it but i swear if you engage in some argument with jim that takes 25 minutes i'm gonna kick you off this podcast (laughs) don't trigger
3: me
1: justin (laughs) don't trigger me keep it civil
0: Um, yeah. Unfortunately,
3: um, I was planning on triggering Jim and I'm, I guess I'm not going to be able to do that. And that's why Donnie said that. Cause he knows that that was what my, that was my plan. Um, I look, look, I, I think that, um, I think that we are in truly one of the most dangerous moments in, uh, American history. Like I, I like legitimately from an American domestically. I mean, not from external forces, but internally, we are on the verge of absolute chaos because of how uh, there's always been bias. There's it's it's been unfair for a really long time. Uh, conservatives have felt that for a really long time. And you can go back to Hillary Clinton and Benghazi and then the email stuff and then Obama and all the, you know, cover ups and everything and the treatment of Trump and and all of that matters. But I don't know that we have ever seen we've we haven't not in any time in modern history have we seen in the United States of America a sitting president being investigated for corruption. Not well, but there are people looking into it. With a mountain of evidence using his own government to investigate his chief political rival, a former president who had been spied on by the administration for whom uh, uh, Joe Biden, the sitting president, was the vice president, while he was doing corruption and, and all of that. And the fact that he himself committed the very same crimes that he's now accusing. The former president of committing, I mean, it's so egregious and so absurd. It 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 borders on the on it's almost unbelievable. And I think that there's truly a lot of people who just wouldn't believe it. So I, I mean, I think we have we've already seen this massive lack of trust. Uh, happen for so many, millions and millions of Americans, especially conservatives, but people in the middle as well. And if they, if they actually put Donald Trump in jail, and I uh, I don't have time to go into this, but I think they are going to do that. I, I think he's going to go to jail, not forever, not for a 400 years, but he's going to go to jail. And if that actually happens, and Joe Biden is somehow able to skate free on possibly you know a 10 million dollar bribery you know charge essentially if he's able to skate free on that while his chief political rival who's running for president against him is sitting in prison i don't know i don't know how america survives i mean i hope it does we're a resilient country but that is soviet union that is mao's china that is the worst of the worst kind of situation, and I, I just I don't know how we can survive it. I really don't. I'll leave it at that.
0: That's great. That is that is great. Yeah, I kind of used you as uh, to play uh, uh, devil's advocate a little bit by you know making some points on your behalf while you were absent. Um, but I assured everyone that you know you were you were largely in. You know, agreement with us and in, in the absurdity of all of this. Stuff.
1: It does look like Justin and I would not have gotten to an argument
0: nah, today. not that much, not that not much. that much. all right. So there is a secondary topic that I want to jump to, but um obviously, this is going to be a newsworthy thing, and you know you stay tuned to our podcast on a weekly basis. Surely, we'll have updates and we'll talk about kind of the latest developments in all of this. um but real quick, just literally like two word answer, three word answer here. Um, do you think that the Biden stuff investigation will have legs or is it just going to result in some politicians standing up in front of Congress and yelling a lot and then that's it? Jim?
3: Uh,
1: go ahead, Justin. Go ahead, Justin.
3: Uh, no, 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 go ahead,
0: Jim.
1: I, got no. <laughs> I only want two-word answers. Don't make go those on.
0: words stretched out over five minutes.
1: Uh, no, I, I think it's I think Justin's right. It's much more likely Donald Trump will go to prison than uh, in a single investigation or there will be a single significant accountability for what uh, Biden has done. The media won't even won't even ask him. It's like you, you say all the time you never talk to your son about his business. You know, and he won't even be asked about that by the press, let alone have any, uh, you know, any legal trouble.
0: Uh, How about how about you, Chris? What do you think? Does this Biden investigation thing have any legs?
2: If I had to bet money, I would say that Joe Biden will get off scot-free and Donald Trump will be put in jail. Although I think, yeah, I think that the appeal process and I think that he probably won't actually serve the term. All right. How about you, Justin? Uh,
3: uh, yeah, I, I think that it is highly likely that Donald Trump goes to jail. And I think it is highly unlikely that joe biden uh suffers any has consequences. has to deal with yeah any consequences
1: of <laughs> well, well, I have a go- so, will there be <laughs> <laughs> will, will, will there be riots in the streets can you imagine what, what what happens to the streets of america if donald trump is uh imprisoned real,
0: real quick that noise that uh andy played is actually uh they're they're putting together the new national anthem uh after all of this <laughs> plays out and that was the first clip of it so um all right so we've got less than 10 minutes Boom. Uh, (laughs) uh, I want to bring up this because as, you know, constant listeners know, um, I am very fascinated with new technology, futurism stuff, black mirror type things. And there was a couple of stories that came across my desk recently that uh, seems like we are really heading full bore in this direction. So the thing that I want to talk about is the concepts of deep fakes. And if you're unaware of deep fakes, don't Google it because you'll find some really crude pornography type stuff. I'm sure if you look up deep fakes, but it's essentially the idea of superimposing somebody's face, recreating somebody's face over someone else's you see it been, been done in movies and TV. Um, and also there's like a, an audio version of it where you can kind of replicate somebody's voice a uh, popular story that went around several months ago was Joe Rogan. They synthesized all of his audio from his endless hours of podcasting. I was able to create a digital voice box for Joe Rogan and have that voice box say anything you want. These are the concepts around the deep fakes. And there's always been the concern that this radical, very revolutionary type technology could be abused and abused for political reasons. And we're starting to see that now. So the first thing that I want to bring up is um, Paul Vallis. So here in the Chicagoland area, you've heard Chris talk about this. There was a fairly contentious election recently for Chicago mayor between Brandon Johnson and Paul Vallis. Paul Vallis, both of them being liberal, but Paul Vallis being a little bit more on the conservative side of that spectrum. And uh, in the heat of this pretty close election, um, there was a tape that got spread around on Twitter um that made Paul Vallis seem less palatable to your average voter. So Andy, if you have that police deepfake video queued up, go ahead and hit play on that.
2: These days people will accuse a cop of being bad if they kill one person that was running away. Back in my day, cops would kill, say, seventeen or eighteen civilians in their career, and
0: nobody would bat an eye. So this is audio uh, supposedly of Paul Vallis saying this very seemingly crude thing about how like, oh, yeah, back in this day, police would kill civilians all the time and no one would care. And it was being spread around saying like, wow, look at this. This guy's radical. He's not going to hold police accountable and all of that. Well, it turns out that that was fake. That was not his real voice. That was not even selectively edited. That was a deep fake voice generated of Paul Vallis with the sole intention of making him look bad but before this was figured out and before the paul Vallis campaign could address this and send out some statement about it or anything it was seen on twitter like a hundred thousand times and maybe that's not enough to completely outright win an election but it could skew at a couple of points especially if you you know if that's an issue that that relates to you um and and i'm just gonna because of just the lack of time i wanted to speed through some of this stuff before getting your guys's comments but there's another thing, and before I bring this one up, um, I am a Ron DeSantis fan. Uh, so I bring this up not to take a dig at him or be critical or anything like that. But Ron DeSantis posted a campaign ad uh, that was basically like attacking Donald Trump. And in it, they used AI generated artwork showing Donald Trump like embracing, like literally embracing uh, Fauci, right? And it was basically saying that, like, oh, he doesn't have any good judgment. Uh, Look, you know, like in the background, you got a picture of him like hugging Fauci. It was a fake computer generated, AI generated image that they used in this campaign to make Trump look bad. And then the last thing that I want to mention, this is all kind of came across my desk at at the same time. There's this Wall Street Journal article. Andy, if you want to pull this one up, it's kind of interesting to see. Uh, But it says the headline of this is these campaigns hope deep fake, deep fake candidates help get the vote out. So it talks about uh, and if you're watching, you could have seen the 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 pictures uh, with Trump embracing Fauci. But so this article talks about the Wall Street Journal article talks about candidates in the South Korean um, presidential race that have created digital replicas of themselves. For the sole purpose of trying to appeal to young voters. So obviously a human being is limited in how many campaign stops that they can make in a single day. Well, now, once we get technology really rolling, you don't have to be limited. So this video that's playing for those audio-only listeners right here. Or uh, there's a video playing. The audio-only listeners should know. But the video list, uh, watchers should be able to see this. This is a deep fake version of the political candidate in South Korea where it's able to say anything. It's able to hear questions and respond to them in live, uh, you know, whatever, like as if it's live. And there's a couple of quotes in this article that are just fascinated, fascinating. One of them is kind of a joke. It's it's talking about the head of the campaign of this guy. And it says, we want voters to see the human side of Yoon. And it's like, oh, really? The human side? You mean the computer generated deep version of him? <laughs> You know, the irony of that, whatever, it's just, I thought it was funny, but the, the, the thing about that makes this even crazier is that they can like program him to talk with a little bit of different styles. You know, this is a little bit more of a stodgier uh, uh, conservative type in South Korea's election cycle, whatever, but the computer generated version of him, the deep fake version of him Um, allows him to talk with a little bit more youth friendly terminology, uh, where he's got the (laughs) slang down a little bit more and he's a little bit more personal or whatever. And there's a, there's a couple of quotes here talking about, uh, you know, it says uh, one of these one of these potential voters you know saw saw the the guy in real life and didn't really think too much of him but he finds the fake deep fake version of him actually very personable and likable and relatable and it's like basically more likely to vote for him so how do you
1: how do you do fellow kids <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, right right but like it's it's true and i was bringing some of this up to justin and it's like like I can see this happening. Like this is already happening, right? This is happening in South Korea. I'm not this isn't a Black Mirror episode. This is happening in South Korea. I could see this happening with Joe Biden like this next election cycle. You could send him out there a deep fake version of him it would probably wouldn't be as ridden with dementia or anything like that. He doesn't have to go to sleep at seven o'clock at night or anything. He can go out there and actually say some slang that's hip to the kids nowadays instead of saying stuff like hip or malarkey, you know? So, like, I could t- totally see this happening. And it brings up a whole bunch of issues, ethical issues. Uh, so, Chris, I actually want to go to you first on this. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think that this is something that should be. Uh, and you could address any of those three stories that I brought up, but like specifically about this South Korean one, like, do you think that this is something that should be like banned from the political theater here in the United States? What do you think?
2: I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a different approach on this. Politicians have been pandering to their audiences for a very long time. I remember when Hillary Clinton was running and she went to the South and she had this like Southern Wang, and she was talking about hot sauce and, you know, like collard greens. So I actually wonder if Hillary Clinton was the first one to do this, because it <laughs> was not Hillary Clinton. I swear to you, that was a, you know, uh, that was an early version of this. Okay, now, now take that and, you know, put it aside. Um, t- to be totally honest, I mean, I do think that this is scary, because then this is also could Cause people to question like those 17 tapes is that really Joe Biden's voice? Is that really Hunter Biden's voice? Is it really a deep fake? So, this is going to call into question like just you know, video evidence, audio evidence. This is, I think, we are at the precipice of a pretty like scary time when now you know it used to be videos are always true, audio is always true, and now it's not the case. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I think this is going to be you know, pretty, pretty scary stuff. I think we're just at the tip of the iceberg here. And, and just think about how this could be used, you know, to, you know, uh, to, I'm sorry, that person's, you know. Yeah, I'm Yeah. That. Um So, I mean, th- th- this this could be used to um, make your political opponent look like he said or did something that didn't ever happen or that, you know, so this, this is scary stuff, not, not, you know, I I don't like it one bit.
0: Jim, Jim, what do you think? I mean, I, I just imagine that uh, you know a Joe Biden that's running off of supercomputers is going to be a little bit more effective out there on the campaign trail than the current guy that we got, not even able to walk on a stage without tripling o- tripping over a sandbag. <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I, would like to imagine an AI Joe Biden glitching out like the, uh, like the lady on. Uh, that, that's in the uh, train station or airport or whatever in uh, in Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah. just starts glitching out. And he goes, he goes, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Malarkey. Malarkey. You know, and so it will, it will eventually be exposed. But, uh, you know, look, I'll, it, that's fine. It, it, it's actually something to worry about for sure. And I think actually I am prepared. And I think a lot of people in America are prepared to not take everything they see at face value. You know, again, there's the CNN watchers and the MSNBC watchers who just take everything that they hear at face value. I take virtually nothing at face value. I didn't take these charges no, no. against Trump at face value. Um, I actually don't even take these, these bribery allegations against Biden at face values. I want to see more evidence of it. And I think a lot of people, you know, it's easy to be fooled by by AI, especially, and it could it could affect elections. And, you know, dirty tricks and politics go together like chocolate and peanut butter. So, uh, you know, you just got to be aware. You just got to keep your eye out. And uh, you're going to be trusting your gut a lot more than trusting the media. Yeah, well,
0: see, and I think that's actually a a, a good point that you bring up. But I'm going to take it into a more cynical direction because I think that this is going to give people, once this becomes more of a thing, this is going to give more people a license to discount reality or believe in myths. So I think like the divisiveness that you see between like the left and the right now is going to get like even wider because they'll be like, oh, here is proof of Donald Trump, you know, saying this thing. And it's just like, you know, the people that want to believe one side of the narrative just won't believe point. it, even though it's mm-hmm. real or even though it's <clears throat> fake. And the people that want to believe it will believe it, even though it's fake, you know. So I don't know. Point. I think it's going to even make things even more divisive. Uh, cr- uh, no, Justin. We are already 3 minutes long. I'm going to give you a final word on this. What do you think right. about all this?
3: Uh so I I I have so much that I could say about this, but what what I I I think guaranteed this is regardless of what the sort of long-term issue is with this and how many how big of an issue it is uh over a long period of time, I think almost guaranteed there will be at least one extremely important sort of uh, uh, nation-changing, in a way, moment that this kind of technology will create. Like It will create a crisis at least one time, and that one time will probably involve something happening right before a presidential election that either shows a person, a candidate, at the last minute Doing something that is not accurate, kind of like the Brandon Johnson type thing, except at a presidential level where everyone's paying attention and it's happening at the very last second. Right. And it swings the election one way or the other Um, or the opposite, like a Hunter Biden situation where something comes out that is a real video or real audio of a person talking and it comes out right before. And and all of the social media and all the mainstream press or whatever, if, especially if this is about a Democrat, comes out and says, nope, that isn't true, that's not real. And the candidate just denies it and says, nope, that's not me, I didn't say that, or that's a deep fake. And if the press all says it's a deep fake, and the candidate says that's not real, uh, that will be the narrative, and people will believe it. And then later on, we'll find out. No, actually, it'll take a year but we'll find out later on. No, a, a, that was real footage. And by then it doesn't matter. It's too late. We've moved on. And I, but I think that there's at least one of those because it's too, um, it's potent it, it, of these a elections, tool. Yeah. It's, it's too, it's too, it would be too easy to do one right. way or the other. And, and you get at least one of those before people become skeptical. I think, I don't think we're at, where Jim is at most people, I think most people are at a point where they would buy it um, one way or the other. And it's just a matter of, you have to go through that painful process before people start, you know, it's kind of like back when people actually used to get fooled into sending, you know, wire transfers to Nigerian princes. Uh-huh. And it's like, then people realized, Oh, you can't do now. It's like a joke. Literally nobody would do that, but people did get scammed from stuff sure. like that. Like, like, so I think it takes one of those big moments. And so you get one of those. And it, I'm willing to bet that the left will use it because they, they love this kind of stuff. I don't think it's a mistake that Paul Vallis was the victim of that the last time around and not uh, the socialist candidate in Chicago. Right. And I'm and I, willing to bet you anything. It will happen and it will benefit Democrats more than it will benefit Republicans. I think
0: that there are are some probably listening to this podcast that think like, oh, we're already doing this. Like, this is already happening. And they're probably, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. going to i'm not gonna like hold it against you if you have that belief and the the image that comes to my head is that one tape of like joe biden talking in the front lawn of the white house and his hand goes through the microphone or at least it looks like it like how do we know that that wasn't a deep fake version well, of him or something you, like already you know, you know what
3: actually and just just real quick like a last point about about that is think about the foreign policy exactly you know side of it right oh, sure. and, and like Like how easy it would be. It would be really hard to get away with doing this kind of thing in America over and over and over. You you couldn't, like I said, you get one really good opportunity to do it, but could say, I don't know, like the CIA do that in, you know, uh, Pakistan to swing some election a bunch of times. Are they going to be able to like figure that? (laughs) I mean,
2: or start a war. Yeah, or or, or how about how about China China using deepfake to invade Taiwan? I mean, yeah, yeah
3: I, without a doubt, and the possibilities and who's are endless. Know? Right, and and right. how would you and how would you ever if if China showed a deepfake video of some mili- you know Taiwanese uh you know military attack on some Chinese ship somewhere? How are we ever gonna know? How will we ever figure that out? You know, if the technology once the technology gets really good, how would we ever be able to figure? We couldn't. And so I'm not saying that will happen, but it seems like that's maybe even a bigger threat. Yeah, this this being
0: involved in election stuff is like totally secondary compared to like other really worse implications of it. That's absolutely correct um all right well we are already a little long here so uh i want to thank everyone for tuning into this episode of the in the tank podcast join us every week for a new episode like i said for those audio only listeners that are catching the show on a friday or earlier you can join us a day earlier on thursdays at noon central time where we are streaming this live on facebook and twitter and rumble and youtube and you can Join in the comments and throw your comments and questions in there. Maybe we'll show your comments on screen. Maybe we'll address your questions on the fly. I did see that super chat come in from Christine. Almost forgot about it. Thanking us for the show. We really do appreciate that. It. It is a great way to support the show. Other ways to support the show that won't cost any money. It's just hitting that like button, subscribing if you haven't already, sharing this content, or just leaving a comment under the video. All helps break through those big tech algorithms that prevent content like this from being shown to more people. Also, if you'd like, you can follow us on Twitter at InTheTankPod, or if you want to send us your comments, questions, or suggestions for the show, feel free to email us at InTheTankPodcast at gmail.com. Jim Lakely, where can the fine people find you?
1: At Jay Lakely on Twitter, at HeartlandInst on Twitter, and always visit heartland.org and chris talgo uh
2: what do you have to pitch today i just go to heartland.org we got a lot of good stuff up there a lot of stories Uh, we've got you know just tons and tons of material that's you know really interesting and highly recommend you go there and check it out and the deep fake version of justin
0: that we conjured up in the first 45 (laughs) minutes of this podcast how are how can the fine people find you
3: at justin c askins on facebook twitter or Getter. in the matrix yeah <laughs> or in the matrix also check out uh justinhaskins.com i just launched Justin Haskins. what oh my i gosh. know yeah. i know
0: fantastic yeah. all right thank you all for tuning in we will talk to you next week